Hello, everybody. This is the Business Boot-Up Edition of the Dreamers and Doers Podcast. I'm Brayden. I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Sammy Grace. Hi, Brayden. Each week, we will come to you live from the Loverg's campus, where you will hear interviews from our younger and more experienced entrepreneurs who inspire, educate, and give you action steps to help your leadership and business. The Business Boot Up Podcast partners with Norman Chamber of Commerce, who advocates to see Norman, Oklahoma be a thriving business community, and Biz Boot Up partners with First United Bank Norman. They're not like your typical bank. Their goal is to purpose is to inspire and empower others to spend life wisely. So a big thank you to Norman Chamber of Commerce and First United Bank to helping seeing our youngest entrepreneurs achieve their business dreams. Speaking of these dreams, let's meet our first dreamer in Durek, Mike. IELTS. Mike is, a pas- is passionate about saving lives and helping companies manage operations through effective communication of weather risk to business and the public. He was a co-founder of Weather Decision Technologies in 2000. It was the president and CEO for 18 years in operation until the business was sold to DTN in late 2018. Mike then ran the 700-person weather business unit of DTN for two and a half years, leaving them in March of 2021 to form his own consulting business. At present, he consults with numerous companies in the weather industry, helping them with strategy and mergers and accusations. Before founding WTD, Mike worked uh, worked at the National Severe Storms Laboratory for 16 years, the last seven as the assistant director. He has three degrees from the University of Oklahoma, bachelor and master's in meteorology, and an MBA. That is quite a bio. Yes. Like that is that is a nice bio right there. That's too much. much. <laughs> too much. <laughs> no, just enough. Mike, we are so grateful to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? Great. I'm excited to be here this morning. It's a I'm so beautiful pumped. day and uh, love to get up early and uh, be part of this. And the wind's not as crazy as it was and in the last couple of days. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> beautiful love. day for it, too, too. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So we are the Dreamers and Doers podcast. So our first question is, do you consider yourself more of a natural dreamer or doer? It's a hard one. <laughs> yeah, this is a hard one. It's a very hard one because there are times I'm, I, I dream about thinking about all of these things that I could always do, right? And so it's a constant flow of how can I start another company? How can we make money as our business? How do we grow our business? Those kinds of things. So that's the dreamer side. I think it's really important, especially if you run a business or you're an entrepreneur, you've got to constantly dream and think big and think different because the world changes on you. And so that's really important. But on the other side, you got to do, right? you got got to make things happen and and, – Quite often in my world, I hired other people to do, and I was the dreamer. Uh, you know, so I had have the vision. I would, I would, you know, instill that vision on the company and, and on our employees, and they would do. But you still got to track and check and all that kind of stuff too, as part of it. But I'm more dreamer than doer, I would say. All right. and that's uh, we see that with a lot of like great leaders is that they have one they would stick more than more, but. As all, we know we're all dreamers and doers here. Yep, yep, So, exactly. Mike, we're going to go back a little bit, but not too far. <laughs> so, what was life like for you growing up, and was your first job have anything to do with weather? Your first dream, first dream job. job. First dream yeah. job. Well, you know, I grew up in Minnesota, and uh, it's very cold there. And uh, uh, But, uh, you know, my first job was actually working on a golf course, which was actually a dream job at the time because mm-hmm. I was a golfer. I played at the University of Minnesota, um, played high school golf, obviously, and, and played. And so that was just great because you could spend your whole day outside, right? And that that helped me with my love for the weather, honestly, because on a golf course, you deal with cold and hot and storms and whatever else. And so I was out in it for the three or four years that I worked at the golf course. So not a dream job because it paid me like $2.50 an hour, <laughs> and I knew that. But, uh, you know, I considered being a pro golfer, you know, but working as a pro in, in the, on golf courses and those kind of things. But uh, in the end, uh, weather was just the part that pulled me towards uh, degrees and, and actually opportunities in the world. That's super fun. And so we kind of started 
started on this, but can you tell us a little bit about your journey of actually becoming an owner of your own company with meteorology and everything like that? So, so you know, I've got a bachelor's and master's degree in meteorology, and that that instilled the science side in me. And, of course, the if you think broader than that, I, after three or four years working, I decided that I really enjoyed kind of the, the entrepreneurial stuff, the managing people, and so I went and got an MBA at OU. And so that was another three-year process. So I'll always say that getting degrees are really important in this world. Um, uh, but, you know, after that, then the once I got the MBA and took a few entrepreneur classes as part of that, it really started to instill in me a, a vision of how do I move and start a business. And, uh, um, and finally, about after being a government employee for, you know, 15 years or so, um, I decided that really wasn't my for me. And so me and three other guys, really interviewing four other guys, spent a whole year literally writing a business plan, thinking through it, trying to figure out where we're going to raise some money and, and all that. And it took us a, literally every Thursday night for a year, we, we got together and, and come up with a plan. And uh, um, from that, we finally raised about a million dollars from, uh, they call it the FFF round, 3F round, which is friends, families, and fools. And uh, <laughs> the idea there is you need people that believe in you to invest in you more than the business itself. And so we, we were able to raise a million dollars that way. And from that, we launched the business and off we went. That is Super that cool. Really, That's really, really, really cool. <laughs> so we heard in your bio that you went on to run the weather business unit of DTN, the largest privately held weather information company in the world. So tell us about that transition and what a day in your life looks like as the leader of a large company. Well, it's really strange because, you know, I, I was running a business that grew. We, we grew WDT, Weather Decision Technologies, up to about 100 people when we sold it. So, you know, we were a relatively small business, um, but and I had control, right? I had basically <laughs> full control. I had a board. You always have somebody that's an owner or something that uh, because we had investors, right? Yeah. So, But I meet with them once a quarter or, you know, once every half, half every, you know, every six months or so, and that would be, be about it versus – so I had control. We made decisions. We did things as a team. We went. And then we jump in to get bought by a much bigger company, and they had about 1,200 employees total in the, in, the, in the organization. It's a whole different world because now they have investors, and you have a, you know, people that you report to um, directly. You don't really have control over lots of things. And so it's quite a different world. My, a, a day-to-day job, honestly, especially as COVID happened, was – I was on Zoom calls or team, Microsoft Teams calls from, and, and we had a big, you know, our business was not in the United States. It was United States, Europe, and Australia. And so I had meetings with people all over the world starting sometimes at 5 a.m. or 3 a.m. in the morning. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. And, and then, you know, in Australia, they were 12 hours of difference. Wow. So you really can't have it during the day if it's 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. kind of thing on both sides. Um, so my day, my day literally would be 10 to 12 hours of just, being on Teams meetings, and then wow. after that, you got to do the work part of your job. But you know, my job became less and less doing anything myself. So a dreamer doer, right? Yeah. I, I really did very little of actual physical stuff. I was just managing people and managing the mm-hmm. process. And if I had to do something, it really typically was doing something to prepare to make a presentation to my board or to somebody or to another company that we were trying to partner with, those kinds of things. So the job became a, a lot different when I go from managing a 100-person organization in Norman, Oklahoma with all the employees here to 
um, going, you know, managing a global organization with 700 people mm-hmm. or 1,200 people in the organization for sure. That takes so much drive, I yeah. feel like, and so much, like, commitment to I get up like at 3 that, in the that, morning. That brings back to, like, back when we were doing all things on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Not right. fun. Yeah, <laughs> not not it, fun It wears you out, frankly, because you don't get up for very much, and it's, it's a hard— It is. It's a hard place to be uh, all day long, every day. And, and I, I actually went in the office almost every day because— Working at home was really hard for me. So mm-hmm. I, I, I was the only person there, but that worked out well for me. You know, I, I would just go to the office. Hey, if it works, right. Yeah. So we mentioned this in the very, very first question about dreaming and doer. So we want to talk about, is there a dream that you are working on right now? Well, there's two things I'm really doing right now. One is I'm helping other companies that are smaller in the weather com- in industry either buy or sell or think through strategies. So mm-hmm. strategy to me is fun. So that's, mm-hmm. I'm helping other dreamers and doers think through their strategy, right, as, as a consultant. Um, but the other thing I've done is uh, my two daughters, uh, Katie and Taylor, and I have launched a, our own business, another business. Uh, in, it's called weatherandnature.com, and uh, it's a website where you can go by our wildlife photography and eventually weather photography, so storm chasing. But right now it's a lot of wildlife photography. So we have a second home in Estes Park, Colorado, I've traveled to Yellowstone and and, uh, and to Rocky Mountain National Park, and I'm heading to Zion and Bryce National Parks this week, actually, so to cool. do photography. And so we've launched this where you can go go to our website and buy um, pictures of you can put on the wall or or even phone cases or puzzles or whatever else of uh, pictures of animals and, and other things. So that's that's really really great, especially like photography is like really just a complete switch from originally. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's so beautiful. Like it's being a, able to mix your skills into that. It's it's, really a, it's, a, it's crazy different, and uh, but it's been a lot of fun to work with my daughters on it because oh, yeah, you know, of course, the, the, yeah. I'm teaching them entrepreneurship too, which I think is great. And so us three together, I think how do we make money? How do we <laughs> how do we do all this? And so so it's been a lot of fun, honestly. That's really great. So uh, this podcast is more directed towards, you know, our younger entrepreneurs who are wanting to start a business. So what is one life lesson that you wish someone in middle or high school, when you were in middle or high school, would have shared with you? You know, I saw this question beforehand, and so I, <laughs> I thought about it. It's hard to say one, right? But yeah. uh, one one thing. But, you know, the one thing I, if you're an entrepreneur, I think the one thing you've got to think about is, one, you got to get you got to get smart. You got you got to learn, right? Yeah. You're, you're obviously smart innately, but you've got to learn. So, going to college and getting a degree, I think, is valuable. Um, but if you're an entrepreneur, you've you've got to plan like crazy to start a business. But once you're in the business, you, you got to realize that one, you could fail, and most entrepreneurs fail one or two or three times before they actually make it make it big. Um, on the other side, once you're there, you have a plan. You've raised money or you started the business. You got to change constantly. Because the world changes constantly. You don't really know what your customers are when you first start a business, what, what they really like. And so you've got to evolve rapidly. And uh, being able to be, you know, be quick on your feet, as they would say, is really, really important in an entrepreneurial world uh, to do things. And so, you know, for, for young kids that want to be an entrepreneur, want to start their own business, just realize you'll probably fail. And, and also realize that you've got, you got to change constantly to, to be part of uh, the ever-changing society that we live in. That is really, really great. Mike, thank you so much for your time. This is such a great podcast. But before we completely start to wrap this up, where can we find, and you mentioned it, more about weather and nature photography? 
We, we have a website called weatherandnature.com, and uh, please go there or follow us on Facebook. Uh, um, we, have, we do every single day. We, we, we post a picture on Facebook, uh, one of my daughters does, and uh, so pl- please follow us there. Thank you. All right, of course, and viewers, you know where to go for any of those fo- uh, photos. It's going to be so great. And I, Mike, just one more time, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was so great. Viewers, we will be back real, real soon with our next amazing guest. All right, dreamers and doers, and we are back with our next amazing guest, Levi and Nate. All right. Brothers Levi and Nate Park started Sportsy Sweets as a way to combine two things they love, cookies and sports. They spent several years living abroad in Thailand where they started their first business, a driveway stand selling snacks, where Levi was just starting kindergarten and he's now in third and fourth grade. They are avid football card collectors and love playing a variety of sports from baseball to flag football and daily gaga ball matches at schools which I, which I love I, yes. I think I would win Gaga Ball that's all I'm oh, saying Gaga Ball I'm saying I'm pretty good but we'll see <laughs> so I'm so excited you guys are on the podcast today and that you're able to join us how are you guys doing today I'm we're doing good really well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so great to hear alright so we're really really excited to learn more about your story and all about how you got started uh, so Levi I want you to start this one off what is Sporty Sweets and when did you guys come really serious about getting this all started well, Sporty Sweets, um, we always had this idea of, because we're, we're both kind of sweet tooth, so we <laughs> love sweets, and we love football, and all kinds of sports, so we thought about putting it into football cards, and then adding them all up to Sporty Sweets, and then we really got serious around the time when the business fair got, because we figured out we couldn't just give away free stuff, like, <laughs> if a friend came, we couldn't just go here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I saw y'all at the business, uh, the business fair. Y'all were doing some good. I, I liked your whole setup. You had every all the cards and everything. It looked really, really good. Thank all you. right. So, so Nate, we were hoping that our that our younger entrepreneurs out there can learn fr- from you guys. So, can you tell us a little bit about the work involved um, in starting a business, and what a, what were some of your early challenges, and how did you get over them? Well, some of our early challenges is we would always argue and bicker over who would get to do what, like who would ask the people what, or like yeah. Yeah. actually advertise. So at the, at the end, we finally worked it out where we could like, where we could take turns doing each other's jobs and at the end it was all pretty good. That's really cool. I, I always found that with my brothers, uh, rock, paper, scissors works very, very well. <laughs> very, very well. <laughs> but, yeah. That, that is very, very fair. Um, so I want both of y'all to answer this question. Uh, we can start with Levi if you want to answer it. Is what was one of the biggest things that you've learned about your business and how you've been selling? Um, probably is uh, it would be not to get too nervous because getting nervous will probably wreck your selling and chatting with other people and that might not get your selling rate up and that's really what you want to do if you want to start a good business so I would just not get nervous because it's just like selling a neighborhood granola bar to your friend or something like that just talk to them you know and you'll probably get sold well I mean my best advice is just try to find people that that like you know love what what you are, are doing and like try to and try to be your nicest to them so they actually respect you and like tell other people about your 
ideas and stuff, yeah. and that'll. I love that. I, I love that. I think that's I, uh, really good investment. You were like dropping some knowledge that some people in business don't get until like way farther on. Like eight. <laughs> Turning crazy. nine in December. Wow. Oh, all right. Wow. All right. So for our last question. Um, you guys can both answer this as well. Um, Nate, you can go first. What has been your favorite part about starting your own business? Well, my favorite part was seeing people being happy when they had our product. Aww. A lot. Yeah, I love that. That makes my heart happy. And, and their stomachs happy with all that sweet. Oh, I love yeah. That. Um, <laughs> um, mine's probably getting to see people uh, get our product and the same as him be happy. And I just love... Making my mom happy by getting rid of the football cards in our rooms. I just completely <laughs> stocked them up. We had no where to walk. That's There's so funny. full of them. And now we finally get to sell them, and we love making cookie mixes, so that's fun. That, that is so great. Levi, Nate, thank you so much for your time being able to share us about Sporty Sweets. We're so excited to see where you guys keep on growing and growing. We're, we're so excited just to see where you go. Like, And I, I want more of those sweets. I will hope to see those more in the future. Uh, so that was just some awesome interviews, Sammy. Yes, absolutely awesome. So what is, what is something that you think the audience can go and jump and do right now? Uh, so I think... Mike really said this really well in our first part of this interview was uh, really just branching into those new things. Like, he has a meteorology degree, he has his MBA, I mean, he started with business, and then he changed to taking a leadership role, then starting another business, and now working with his daughters in photography, something totally unrelated, and I think that's really beautiful, is that even if it's not something you are, like, specifically trained at doing, you can still do it with the right people. And I just love that because, I mean, he's working with his family. I mean, that's pretty awesome. What about you, Sammy? I, I mean, there was so much great, great advice in these interviews. I think they were both absolutely amazing. But I, I, love, I love what the brothers said. I love what they were talking about. You really have to connect with, your, with the people that you were selling to. You have to be nice to them. And you just have to really just enjoy it. And yeah. I love how they were able to find both things, find both things that they loved and were just able to just really put their passion into it. I think it was so awesome. Absolutely. And viewers, next week we will be back with two new business owners that will hopefully inspire, educate you, and give you a powerful point of action to grow your idea or business. And just once again, we want to send another huge, huge thank you to Norman Chamber of Commerce First and First United Bank, usually the Cleveland County Fairgrounds, and LoveWorks Leadership for believing in our youngest entrepreneurs. And remember, Real leaders, they don't blend in. They stand out. Dream big. And do your dreams. Bye, Bye y'all. Y'all.